Welcome to the Season 8 bonus episodes, Witchy Women. These episodes are in support of the world premiere of the revised Witch, the Connor and Smith musical premiering in Baltimore with Still Point Theater. Thank you for listening and joining us. We're going to do this for a couple of weeks, and then we'll move on to our Silver Bells podcast season. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello? Hello. Hi, Christine. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, what's going on? Not much, not much. I'm just sitting here with my dog, and um, after the podcast, I'm ready to go pick up my kids from school. But other than that, just a chill day. Um, <laughs> we had such a great time seeing the show Sunday afternoon. Um, oh, it and was all so the, great. To all see the you images that, that are coming out are so beautiful. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was such a thrill having you guys there because, you know, just and having um, your response and knowing you guys were happy with what we did. It just it means so much to us. So that's really great. We we literally honestly have not stopped talking about the show in so <laughs> just in so many ways between us thinking about like other thoughts about the show or in our writing of like, well, what about the, what if we changed the order of a few of the songs or how would that affect um we, we thought at one point like well what if we actually in historical order and Joan of Arc was first but outside really? of that interesting it was just really really nice to see that you guys were so invested mm. I love the costumes Oh yeah, Kit. Kit did the costumes, uh, and she is she's fabulous. <laughs> they they were really wonderful. Yeah, uh, some of the images were just really striking. Uh, I mm. love the bra work on this set. Mm, <laughs> yes, because yes. It, because it was never mentioned. It was just a part of the tapestry. Yes, yes. Ryan always is. He's a genius at making sets and like have incorporating all these like all this symbolism and stuff from the from the um, from the scripts. I I really enjoy that as well. Yeah, I I mean, I, and I know that like when we were there on the matinee, it wasn't the biggest crowd. However, it didn't really affect my experience of watching it at all. As a matter of fact, whether anybody was there or not, I was happy. <laughs> I was just happy to be there. And, yes. um, anyway, I hope that you guys are feeling really great responses and energy from, uh, especially you know, the women that come and see the show. Yes, there was there was a beautiful moment opening night where um, when um, our supreme the uh, sings the crone song. Um, Kristen and she she was singing the crone song and during but right before it she she in the script you know you know you've written it she uh, she asks those who are over, over 50 to stand up tall over over 60 over 70 and there were um, a number of women who stood up and it was so moving I I should have expected it but I didn't expect to be that like moved and humbled by that and the one woman was blowing us kisses and it was just 
beautiful. It was a beautiful moment, so yeah. Um, well, funny, when that moment happened for us, our dear friend, Ryan Dean Halbrook, who we were like back in Jesus's days, <laughs> um, he sort of like uh, the, 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 the third eye of us. And um, he kind of nudged me when they said people over 40. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, over 50, because I'm 53. But I honestly had a moment where I was like, well, wait, should, should just the women stand? Oh, you know, we have had, we've had men stand. We've had people of all genders stand. And I love that as well. I was thinking of the first night just because I did notice the women in the audience the first night. But yes, we've had people of all genders stand. And that's been really beautiful too. Well, and that's another thing too. It, now that we're in a different uh, lens with genders, where there's not yeah. just a boy and girl, mm -hmm. there's also a conversation between us of like, oh, this actually is so much bigger than what we've written. And I think that this show kind of could maybe keep evolving and tweaking. Oh, I, yeah, I think that would be wonderful. And also, especially with gender, when it comes to like so many of the witches um, accused are gender nonconforming. Um, you know, we have no idea of knowing like what gender they would have thought of themselves, but like in those times, they were definitely, a lot of them were gender nonconforming and that's why they became a target. Well, right. Joan of Arc is a great example of exactly. that. Exactly. I was about yeah. to say that. Um, who? Joan of Arc, I mean, who, uh, a lot of people in the trans community kind of look to Joan of Arc as an emblem as well, as Absolutely. many people have throughout uh, time. Um, yeah. Well, I think that all those nuances and stuff can definitely be layered in. And uh, without a workshop for Steel Point, I think we were just blown away that you guys... <laughs> did what you did without uh, the writers, us kind of really having a living room reading or anything. Um, so yeah, we, we were just really proud. Oh, good. Oh, that's so that's so wonderful to hear, seriously. When of course, you know, they, they had just done Nevermore. Yes. Which you were a part yes. of as well. I was, I adored that production. That was amazing as well to be a part of. Yeah. And I, yeah, I couldn't get up there for of just a variety of reasons. I mean, Absolutely. even our drive up and drive back was a little bit of a pilgrimage on Sunday. That drive will change you. I know that it seems like we're so close, but it, it, it changes you, that drive. Well, I used to drive to DC all the time for theater and yeah. Yeah, it, it feels really close and really far away like several times during the trip. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. We're at Ellicott City. Oh no. Oh no. We're 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 not so close. Okay. <laughs> and then on our way out, oh my God, we got right to we the saw stadium. The, the way the purple wave. Oh my God, the, the oh. purple zombies by the thousands. Yes. I should have been throwing out like witch brochures. <laughs> yes, definitely. Also, it's so it's so it's so the Raven. So Poe. That's another Poe sign. <laughs> Right. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so you, you were Elmira in Nevermore? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, um, gosh. And I know, and I was also the dramaturg for that as well. So um, I just... Yeah, it's been it's been such a rich experience with both Nevermore, where you're researching Poe and his life, and then with Witch, where it's basically <laughs> where it's basically let's let's like 
research the entire history of witchcraft and witch hunts and oh, wow. it, was, it was it's a lot. So it's it's it was wonderful though. But you've been the one doing all the like dramaturgy with the um, social media stuff and everything. Yes, it, I have. Oh my god, it's so on point. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's great material. I mean, you've given us great material. These um these people that we're researching are so interesting and so so each so amazing in their own right. What I loved about it uh, so far is the, all the branding seems sort of like you've picked your own lane for what this show kind of looks like and feels like. And it's just in, this is like a, 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 a point of view that doesn't look like you just went to Canva and just like said, okay, we need to just print, get some, an image up. Right. Um, the color, the imagery. It's, the it's all very history. together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I love the witchcraft Wednesdays that y'all did, um, or the yeah. Sundays. Um, oh yes. And the uh, it's funny because Ryan, uh, our friend Ryan, um, <laughs> came over last night because we did a podcast on um, Mal Dyer, and uh, <laughs> after doing research of his own, he was like, "I've got some questions for you." And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, well, why, why didn't you write about this witch or that witch? There's all these Maryland witches in the Maryland oh witch hunt. Yeah. And I was we could like, do probably a whole show of Maryland witches. I know. And I was like, oh, gosh, you know. And that's, I think the review said something similar, like, well, there's also this and also this. And I just, yeah. I, in the end, I'm like, well, that's the thing. The subject is so wide. I mean, yes. this, this is kind of what stuck with us and what yeah. we kind of were drawn to but and he said why um mull dyer and, and i said i like the name yes. just a cool name yes you know it's a musical name um, i love i love that song is a bop and every night we do that that's the that's a great and that's my favorite song when we're all singing it together and it's it, I love that that Mal Dyer because it is actually just actually I was terrified of Blair, the Blair Witch for years, like when I was a kid, like watching that. And she's one of the inspirations for the Blair Witch right. project. But now I feel like I know her. Like she was just like, what's more horrific is not this like Blair Witch, this this legend, but it's like what was done to her, how she was persecuted for just being a healer in those times. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Um and that I kind of felt like she covered the uh, attributes of of uh, using magic for healing powers, natural yeah. healers, the uh, cunning folk, and the yeah, absolutely the the because yeah, that's the thing. I think each woman, each um, each woman, each witch, uh, will cover something. So you've got each one. You've got Margaret Hamilton, which is the Hollywood and the way we look at witches in pop culture. And then you've got Mal Dyer, which is the healers. And you've got uh, Mar uh, Mary Webster, the witch that couldn't be killed, the witch that wasn't a witch, but now is like feared as a witch because <laughs> she survived her own execution, which is pretty. That's pretty wild. I love that story. And and Mahawa, who is present today, still happening. She's the most chilling to me. And also I love her line, which is um, the one line where she says, um, if you're called something long enough, it must be who you are. Right. That, that line I feel like encompasses like the the whole show because it's like, 
it's her way of surviving, which is so nuanced and poignant. And but it's also like the idea of the whole show is that these characters are reclaiming this word witch and what that means and changing it and making it something powering. I was struck in the documentary by her. Um, it, it's it's hard to watch it without the sobbing. Um, I know, but but when she says. I'm a witch the way yes. fire burns, meaning it's just what it is. It's just what it is, yeah. And, and it, her like sad acceptance of that was what really yes. kind of drew me to her. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yet, yet the strength of her and, and drawing a straight line between her and Rebecca Nurse being almost mm. total um, similar women in different time periods, you know, uh, the, yeah. the religious praise singer in Gambaga or in Ghana, and Rebecca Nurse, this like head of the the church community. Um, yes, yes, yes. And how they 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 both have different ways of like going about it. You know what I mean? Like and and yeah, I I um I think I think Rebecca Nurse is also I'm playing her, so I'm like I have thought about her a lot, and just the fact that she is um she was what they you think of as the perfect puritan woman she had like so many children and grandchildren she had an adopted child she was a church woman and it's like no one is safe you know what i mean right it's you can do exactly what they tell you to do you know as a woman in the society and still not be safe from this and that's so that's also so chilling she's there was a um Everyone in their life knows a Rebecca Nurse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, my Rebecca Nurse that I think of, her name was Mrs. Bloom. And she mm. lived uh, around the corner from where I grew up. And it's it's just that when I say everyone knows a Rebecca Nurse, I mean that kind of like elder of the area who everyone checks in on, everyone adores. Yeah. Um, and, and every time I think of Rebecca Nurse, I think of Mrs. Bloom because that's the way I can kind of into how ridiculous it must have seemed. Exactly, yeah. Um, and had you, um, I'm sure you were familiar with the Salem Witch Trials before all this, but um, yeah. what uh, what kind of, um, besides, I'm sure you were familiar with the Crucible, what kind mm. of, of things did you find uh, about Rebecca Nurse that were interesting? Oh, I read, um, I was reading through this book. It was called Six, I think it's called Six Women of Salem. Yeah. Oh, I do not have it right next to me right now, but I don't. So I think that's the title. And it yes, was- I read that. It's so good. And it's, uh, and it, uh, just the details of her life. What I found interesting, you know what, one thing that I did find really interesting was that I, the, the thing that condemned her was actually like she, I think there was one woman that came out and like from prison that was also getting accused of witchcraft. And that woman was, um, I forget her name right now, but she, it, she was accused of witchcraft and she decided to turn kind of like Mary Warren. And she was like, all right, I'm going to say that, no, I'm, I, I was a witch, but now I'm going to name the other people. And when she came out, Rebecca was like, why is she like, what, what is she doing? She's one of us. Kind of like she's one of the ones that were, was um, was accused, and she had this like like solidarity with that woman. And then the they asked her, "What do you mean by that?" And she's deaf, so she could she didn't respond. And then that was what ended up condemning her because it sounded like she was saying that she's a witch like us. Uh, 
And she was just being like, you're one of us, someone who was condemned unfairly. And yeah, so I, I remember being really struck by that part. I, I love um, your performance of the song Innocent. Um, <laughs> we, we tried, when Matthew, um, so I do the reading and the research and then I take things to Matt that I think he would find interesting. And I remember mm. finding that transcript of what she said. And, yes. And he was like, that's it. That's gotta be it. Um, yeah. And it's so simple and simplistic. Yeah. And uh, I think the song that Matthew wrote is, not only heartbreaking, but it captures that simplicity of that woman um, yes. very passionately. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, Maddie, what did you kind of reach through to grab that? Well, there's some songs that I think kind of go between an exposition for the audience and a sort of subtext for the um, performer because if this if this were a movie, this could either be a song that was played while we're watching um, something, oh. or it's something that's being told to someone or the hybrid of the two. Because I think the most heartbreaking thing I always go through, through is listening to a song and having like a vision of someone's past, like a, uh, a photograph, kind of like if, like if Rebecca Nurse's past childhood was being shown in her mind because um, it is a plea it's also uh kind of hopeful that someone listening whether it be the almighty god or a human being it's almost it's it it, it lives in so many layers that's not just telling the audience this is what happened right yeah and i wanted it to feel if anyone ever felt like they were short change with more words. I wanted it to be as humble and as simple as what those people were living at that yeah. time. No, that's perfect. I think that that's, that that's true. And what was so beautiful about it was her like, her like, her like extreme faith that like she, she, and she said there was another thing that was struck me was that she said when she was accused, she never, Cause I feel like I would have been like, so like, especially they would do all the, like the, the sleep deprivation and they would like, I would almost be like, maybe, whoa, maybe I'm a witch. Like these people would like, but she was so steadfast that like, no, I'm not a witch. God knows I'm not a witch. And she clung to that. But like, she also had said, what did I do though in my life that caused God to make this happen to me? Mm. Like, and that's so sad too. Like, like, like she's still like, like Mahawa, she's still like putting it on herself almost. And it's so sad. <laughs> it, is, it is sad when, um, when all of yeah. the names go behind you that include the yes. town and you realize that the people praying for salvation from this persecution and the people praying for the strength to do this persecution is somehow the same person. Mm, I know, yeah. I mean, it's just the most interesting dichotomy that we definitely have not resolved to this day. In this country, yeah. Yeah. No, people, people can kill in the name of God, and they also can uh, uh, be on the other end of 
being the the victim of the in the name of God. And it's just so interesting how we uh, harness that power for good and bad. Yeah. This your this uh, innocent song was definitely one of the moments in the show that both of us kind of got a little teary eyed. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's power and and Ryan Haza the way he set it up and directed it and he had the uh he wanted it to be like a in memoriam like when you go to an awards show and there's the names sliding up of all the Salem uh witches that or not witches but accused witches that were killed um executed murdered behind behind nurse as she's singing as I'm singing so it's it it's definitely is Ryan's is Ryan's last name Haza you know what I I hope so because <laughs> I just said it wrong. If it's not, I I'd always heard it as Haza, but I think I think I'm not sure if you can now. I, all right, I gotta ask him now. Haz or Haza? <laughs> we, we know what's funny is we don't know either. <laughs> right, right. Sunday was the first time we had met in person because we've just known each other on social media for years. Yeah. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we just also used to always chat about like the theater and what was he wanted to do next and he we talked about nevermore for years yes uh but uh, but looking at it on on facebook i just was always like yeah ryan haas he wants to do a show yeah yeah so, i so ryan if you're out there please oh my god call in tell us please call in and let us know Once and for all. um so I, Ryan, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Oh my God. <laughs> um, no, this will solve the mystery for all of us. We, we've got to know. Um, I won't take too much more of your time up. I just want to uh, wrap with two more questions. Hmm. One is what is, what are your biggest takeaways from the show in general? Like after you're done doing it, I mean, it must feel cathartic. It must feel uh, like a, like super soul Sunday workshop or something. Um, do you feel like you you are like, well, I don't know. Do you tell me what is your what when the show is over? What is your kind of takeaway? This show, wow! I, I, oh gosh! I, I there's so many things that I actually still want to sink my teeth into about this show, uh, about this this it, witchcraft and witch hunts. I th there were so many things that like like we were like you were saying that that I want to floor more actually oh. um and i've been cut off um from updating the dramaturgy packet <laughs> but, um i really seriously uh it's so it's such a amazing history and i of um and i just want to i honestly just want to explore more of it um there were some of the Oh gosh, I'm forgetting what it was right now, but one of the witch trials that happened in England that that kind of inspired the, uh, or not inspired, but it was the same kind of thing that happened with Salem, but it happened in England. And oh my gosh, why am I forgetting? Is it the name? Pendle witches? Yes, that's it. Yeah, I definitely want to explore that more because I kind of brushed up against that while I was researching stuff, and that's especially the little girl. Yeah, and her. Um, mm. There's like a story there of that family and the rivalry with the other cunning folk and and the little girl and why she accused her parents. Like I, I'm interested in the accusers and when the accusers were children who were um, also powerless in their own way. Like I, I'm really were wondering about that. I'm wondering about the Salem witch trials too in that way. 
like uh, what caused all that you know what i mean well and and i i believe what i was watching the movie um witch that came out in 2016 oh yeah <laughs> and the commentary from robert robert eggers is really fascinating because in his research he found that the corn that they were eating and this in these times and he equated this to also the salem witch trials frequently had a disease a mold in it oh yes that was almost acting as a hallucinogen yes um, there, there's definitely that theory is out there like some people have said that that might not have been it i think it was like doctors were like what yeah but 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 still that that one theory is out there i think a lot of it might have to do with like like this i mean especially in that side of puritanism and like putting that guilt on someone else is really interesting too. Maybe there could be a corn great. cocktail at the bar. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or is it Urgot or Argot? No, what is that? Urgot? Yeah. The, the, the hallucinogenic uh, mold from corn. <laughs> yeah. We should totally do that. I'm sure you could find it somewhere in that factory space, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we could. <laughs> that space is so incredible. It is. I love it, it so much. I want to go in there and film this show with the cast showing up like as 2023 people, people entering this place to either party or hang out or uh, I don't know. And then somehow this show kind of evolves. Evolves. Ooh, I like that thing. I think it'd be really cool. And if all we need is like 50 grand. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so we can all get paid. I I always wanted to delve into the Bell Witch more than I did because the Bell Witch is another mm -hmm. interesting story. But, you know, this is the problem. There's so many fascinating stories. You, if you have not checked it out, you would love the podcast um, series called Witch that's done by the BBC. Um. It is fascinating. Uh, it came out just as I was like doing some more research for this rewrite. So there are definitely things from that that little limited series podcast that made it into this show. Oh, I will love that. Check um, that out. It's definitely. fascinating. Um, my last question is a, really a tricky one. <laughs> Who is your favorite witch? Ah, <laughs> okay, well... Ah, all right. I refuse to to pit to choose. I refuse to choose. I love them all. I love them all for different reasons. Of course, I have to say Rebecca Nurse because I'm playing her. But I love Joan of Arc. I was always fascinated her by her as a young kid. I used to play Burned at the Stake because I was morbid. <laughs> I, I love Margaret Hamilton because um. I'm inspired by her as a mom actor, and she was a mom. Um, Half Hand Mary, because she survived. Mal Dyer, uh, Mahawa, the on the crone, the crone. How can you not love like the supreme, and the reclaiming of the word crone, and as as an older woman, as wise and empowered. I love it all. I love it all. We yeah. We almost cut that song from this version. No, <laughs> no, don't ever cut it. Well, it's wonderful. well. We, we made it pretty close to the end. I think we even sent a draft to Ryan without it. 
And then we were talking, we're like, oh, you kind of need it. You really need yes. it. Yes. Yes. Um, and it's so true because like Mahala and Rebecca Nurse, they're both the crones. They're both what's happened to the crones now because we don't respect them mm. and we should. And oh, and Mahala, I think, I think, all right, if I'm being completely honest, I think I was the most affected by Mahala's story. Yeah. And continue to be. And um, and if you go into the packet, if anybody goes in when they go see, if you like click on the links that we provided in the uh online um program, there's a lot of information about what is happening right now in Ghana and um like Action Aid Ghana and Star Ghana and different organizations in that country who are trying to um help the situation with uh elderly women getting accused of witchcraft. Um, that that was a, a the projection work for the entire show was impeccable but oh. but seeing Mahawa's face come up as the I song know. started like I it was know. like a gut punch and, it mo is. and most of the people in the audience are not going to have that same experience because they haven't probably seen the documentary but right oh yes there's a link, everybody who's listening, there's a link for the documentary and you can find it on um, Vimeo, right? That's where you said you gave me the Vimeo one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can find it on Vimeo. It's um, uh, The Witches of Gambaga and it was by a, um, it was by Yaba Bado. Mm -hmm. Bado and she is a documentary um, filmmaker and it's very, very, wonderful and um it's hard to watch but it's important to watch so if you can definitely go check that out yeah absolutely and then go see which it's still point <laughs> yes so you can <laughs> and go see which as well so you can get that gut punch after you watch that documentary absolutely absolutely um, well christine thank you so much for your time it was amazing to see you perform and all your dramaturgy and everything about all of you we just adore Thank you so much. Thank you for writing, Witch. Thank you for letting us do it. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. All right. You have a great week of shows. All right. You too. Um, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> bye. 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 Thanks so much for joining us for this season eight bonus episode of witchy women um if you want to learn more about us please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com that's connor with an er you can find us on social media on facebook instagram tiktok patreon youtube under connor and smith again connor with an er please rate review subscribe to this podcast it really helps us out a lot share it where you share things post it where you post things we are very grateful for our Patreon support. Thank you so much for all of you who are our Patreon family. If you want to learn more about becoming a Patreon supporter, you can find the link in the podcast notes. Thanks so much for joining. Bye.